Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from Boston. Oilers Now is presented by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. World of Spas, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, for 10 years on the show, Digitex was the title sponsor with Hugh Porter. Uh, Digitex was purchased by a major conglomerate. Just goes to show you, this show can help make you rich. Just kidding, you. <laughs> Uh, advertising does it work? Uh, you know the old saying. I know it doesn't work when you don't advertise now. And uh, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. No, Hugh, it had nothing to do at all with your hard work over the years with Digitex and your abilities and the great people you hired. It was all about the radio. <laughs> Uh, you can text us on the Ashley 54 text line 7804960063 that's uh 7804960063 Ashley Fine Floors get the new floors you've always wanted Ashley Fine Floors they'll take care of you we completely did redid our upstairs Ashley Fine Floors did a fantastic job 143rd Street 111th Avenue open Monday to Saturday we're on Twitter at Oilers now you can tweet me personally Bob underscore Stoffer Brendan is back in the studio Brendan with two E's Escott with two T's and we are going to head off to Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. Hello, Sportsnet Spec. How are you doing? For this show to make me rich, Bob. When does that start, you think? You have been grossly overpaid on various formats with me, Mark, since, since at least 2004. You know it and I know it. So let's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whatever okay, we okay. paid you, we paid. All I'm going to tell you is whatever we paid you, we paid you too much. <laughs> hey, you missed a good practice at Boston University. What a nice little college drink they have there. I've never been there before. Well, I've been there uh, before. Nice. But you, you, yeah. it would have been a little bit tough to pull off and execute the show on the bus as we headed back to the arena. So yeah, no, I, I mean, wasn't going to work today. There we go. All right. Uh, hey, let's cut to it. Uh, hey, just before we get to the serious stuff about the change of lines and all that kind of stuff, um, one of the themes on today's show, uh, we have a little bit of fun, as you know, once every couple of weeks, top sitcoms of all time, because Cam Luna and myself went to the bar where they basically originated the format for the show Cheers from, uh, which is right yes. across the way in the Boston Common. Do you have a favorite sitcom of t- or two of all time? Now, I went with a real, I, I like Soap back in the day. That show used to make me crack oh, it up, and it also pushed the, pushed the envelope a bit. Do you have a couple that you liked? Well, they've how they evolved, right? Like, what's the problem with us guys who grew up on sitcoms like Archie Bunker and Sanford and Son? Is you're not allowed to laugh at those jokes anymore, Bob? <laughs> right? Like, right? Those, you couldn't you couldn't put 
Archie Bunker or what was it all in the family on your on your TV station anymore? Like they'd kick you right off the air. So we grew up on those. Yeah, and I'm a. I was never a. I don't watch every Seinfeld episode, but it was brilliant. I mean, Seinfeld was brilliant. There's no question. And I think you and I would agree on on probably the granddaddy of them all would have been the uh, Flintstones. Bob, I'd say, maybe one of the great sitcoms yeah, of all well, time, wouldn't you say? I like the the, the Flintstones. The problem Rumble. with it is every time I mention, yeah, <laughs> they're great actors, but people, you know, say stop. You know how much as you've advanced in age, you've you've borne a striking resemblance to Fred Flintstone. And it's yeah, yeah you know, I, I don't mind beating it. myself up, but when my listeners beat me up, that becomes a bit of a problem. WKRP, a lot of votes. That's one of the shows <laughs> we haven't mentioned. WKRP in Cincinnati. That was a great show, and not just because Pam Anderson was on WKRP. It was truly a funny, a funny show as well. I always love the partial score. Les, Mes- Les Nesman doing the sports and uh, one partial score, uh, you know, in the Houston six, and he just leaves it. All right, uh, Spec. The trade deadline has come and gone. Your assessment on what happened. And a very different trade deadline for Ken Holland. The last time, I think you can argue that he, he like he did get Kulak last year. That was a good trade, but that was for a third pairing left shot defenseman. You know, you go back and look at his body of work in Detroit. And I went all the way back to 2008 to the Mark Stewart trade, and that was a fantastic trade for the Red Wings. They ended up winning the Cup that year, and then Stewart stayed with their organization for several years after. He did the Quincy trade in 2012 for number one, which I don't think worked out quite as well, though they did re-sign Quincy. His last four years at Detroit, he was either standing pat or selling. Uh, first three years in Edmonton, smaller moves, but a big step up to get Ekholm, and then a real creative, the Pulley-Arby, Ekholm, and then, uh, you know, tied into the final move with the Arizona Coyotes to get Buke said they were all tied together because of the cap machinations. People have heard my, my, my take. I'd like to get yours on the overall body of work of the Oilers management team. Well, the the Ekholm trade vis-a-vis Ken Holland is uh, it's really everything he's always been about. Think it through. He always references you know, we all know he likes to talk about his reference points often come back to winning cups in Detroit and that's just the way everyone is. You go back to your successes. He brought in Chelios and it was a big deal when he brought in an older veteran defenseman. Well, that's what Ekholm is. He loves his Swedish defenseman, right? You know, they had Cronwall, they have obviously Lidstrom. Well, that's what Ekholm is. And he's always loved to bolster his teams with, you know, a strong, big, uh, skilled defenseman. That's what Ekholm is. So Ekholm touched pretty much every base that Kenny Holland's ever run past in his general manager career, in my opinion. Uh, and you get term out of him. What's he here for three more years? Three or yeah. two. I'm mixed up now. Three more years. So, you know, three more years, Mark. The Bukestad trade is is you know just a nice depth acquisition. I've liked what I've seen from Bukestad last couple of games. Uh, he skates exceptionally well for a guy his size, and uh, I think he was centering a third line today. So that's a nice pickup for sure. But it's, to me, the signature play is for the big, strong veteran Swedish defenseman that is just. You know, I've heard guys say, "Oh, you could have made different moves and landed Chikrin." I'm here to tell you. For this team on this day, Ekholm's a better player than Chicker, right? He's a better player. So that's how I feel. Mark, I agree. And 
but here's why they're all interrelated. It's all about cap space. Uh, you, you got to weaponize cap space. And the Oilers were able to get Carolina to take all of Yesapoliarvi's salary. That was critical. The Oilers got Nashville, a team that historically has not, the Predators historically have not been a team that has eaten a lot of money. They got Nashville to eat 4%. We had people texting that, why is it only 4%? Well, that $250,000 came into play when they got the Bukestead deal because they ended up with $450, 450K in cap space. The exact amount, which was the moment they did that, I'm like, there's another move coming for a $900,000 player. And they were all interrelated, which to me showed a little bit of an evolution from the perspective of the recognition of the importance of cap space, which is not to say they didn't know it before, but in this case, they totally exploited what they needed to exploit to ensure that they could make the extra move that they wanted to make. And those three trades were all interlinked, which showed a, a little bit more of some chess playing long term there. You know, you get Paul Yarby's contract off, you, whatever the prospect is, if they sign him, they sign him. If they don't, they don't. They got all of Paul Yarby off the books. Right. Then they got Nashville to eat 4%. That 4% meant the difference between them adding a player and, a, and not at half price. And okay, so maybe they gave up Castle Ring. Even there, they gave up Castle Ring. I saw enough of them in Pentecton and even last year in Bakersfield. I would say he's probably moved up to a B grade prospect. Probably. He's still really raw. I don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, you gave up a third rounder. Even for the purposes of your AHL team, you got back Arizona's power play quarterback from their minor league team in the deal for Kesselring. Like you got Camdenine back, they're going to re-sign him this year, and he's probably going to run their power play next year down on the farm. So, and I did not see Kesselring playing certainly ahead of Bouchard and DeHarnay on the right side in Edmonton in the future. I did not see that at all. So, Listen, I, I like the, the... Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Spec. We've learned here that teams, you know, there's times to, to look around your league. There's teams that are hoarding draft picks, and there's teams that are bringing in young players, and then there's teams that are saying, we got to win now, and Reed Schaefer's not going to help us win for two or three years. And that's the Oilers are that team now. They're, folks out there, you got to get your head around the fact that you don't get to watch Reed Schaefer from the draft table to playing for your team because you're busy trying to win a Stanley Cup now, not later. And that's that's where the orders are at. They've traded some assets in the future, and you know what? That's what good teams do, and you should, I think people are happy to have a good team, Bob, but you don't get your cake and eat it too. If you don't get to have a good team and also raise every prospect up from the start to the finish, there's got to be a disconnect there, right? Well, I love Reed Schaefer. You know that. And he picked up an sure. assist last night. He's got... He's got points now in his last eight games. He's got seven goals and 13 points. Seattle lost last night to Kamloops. That could be a Memorial Cup final. Kamloops is hosting. They picked up Olin Zellweger. Uh, they got a hell of a team themselves. Seattle had won 13 straight games before that game last night, Spec. I like, you know the type of player I like. I have more time than Reed Schaefer than maybe any media guy in town, and I totally get the deal. And I'm cheering yeah. for Reed to have a successful career. And he's got comes from a great family. He's got nice parents. They're nice people. But you have to give to get. And now is the time. And it was time to go. And the orders went and gone. So, so Mark, Edmonton's played until after the game against Buffalo. Edmonton, people forget this. They played 11 games in 20 days. 
You know, they showed some fatigue yep. against Winnipeg after playing three pretty strong games last week. 3-2 loss to Boston. The Oilers played well in that game. They were a Yamamoto puck touch away from tying it a couple times. Uh, you know, they dominated the Leafs, which is always a good thing. And then they dominated the Jets, and then they, you know, Campbell, Jack Campbell had a tough start, and then they came back with uh, Buffalo and beat Stuart Skinner. So as you saw the team practice today, as you're looking at the Edmonton Oilers today, what is your greatest concern about this team? Well, I don't have any grave concern. I think, uh, honestly, I, I like the team. You know, I, am I concerned about Campbell? I'd be a lot more concerned if Skinner wasn't playing real well. I love the game. Skinner gave him a, a hell of a game in Buffalo. There was a ton of grade A chances, and he let in only two. So that's good. Uh, I think their defense is – I like their defense. You know, I'm not saying it's the best defense in the league, but that's not a big concern of mine, Bob. And once Kane comes in and he's coming in tomorrow, uh, that just pushes a little more talent down into your bottom six, right? Now you don't have – Fogle playing, you know, uh, in a position he shouldn't be in on the first line. Warren Fogle, he could do a lot for my team. He's not a first-line player. Now he's my third-line left winger. That's what, that's what you pay him for. That's why you got him, and that's who he is. Right? You know this, Bob. You get too many guys playing out of character, and I think Ekholm's done this on the fence. He's got everybody playing in a role they can handle, and everyone's looking a little bit better because of it. And you know, I, I don't mind their bottom six. They went today with... Uh, they had Bukestad in the middle between Yanmark and Fogel. That's their third line. And that's a pretty solid third line. I don't mind that third line, Bob. And now you got some choices on your fourth line. you got Costin down there. you got Ryan is that trusty fourth-line guy that's got 11 goals for you. You know, is Shore going to come out? I'm not sure. McLeod's got to play. I guess McLeod's my fourth-line center now. Uh, yeah, I he's think Bob, I think he's got a pretty good team. Yeah, they got a deeper team. They're going to play a real good team tomorrow in Boston. But they were fine against Boston the last game, and it's strange with Boston. Uh, the Oilers and the Bruins, the last two or three years, Boston's won the games in Edmonton, and Edmonton's won the games in Boston. We'll see if that continues. We'll see if that Spectres, continues. Another thing that the, the Oilers addressed, and we talked about this over the last month and a half, you and me. We're now, Jay, Jay Woodcroft's been coaching this team for over 100 games. Okay, I, I, I don't have up to the second points percentage because many got a point last night. But I think the Oilers still have the best record in the West since points percentage-wise since Jay took over. Okay, that's okay. number one. Number two, they got the highest scoring team in the NHL since Jay took over. Obviously, they got the number one power play. They're five-on-five five scoring. You alluded to the fact, you know, McLeod's got 10 this year. Fogel's got 11. Ryan's got 11. Costin's got 10. Yanmark's got six. Now they got Bukestad coming over. He had 13 in Arizona. They got some guys that are chipping in, right? Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're 5v5 goal scoring is way better. There was one area, like he dramatically improved the team's five-on-five play to Jay Woodcroft. There's no yeah, question and- he did when he took over. There's been one area that has been down, and that's the penalty killing. And in the last six weeks, they've added six foot, six and a half right shot to Vincent DeHerney out of their farm system. And now they have six foot six Nick Bugstead and six foot four Matias Ekholm. Like when they have Ekholm with DeHerney and when they got scored on Buffalo, they didn't have those guys on the ice. Those guys, but when they have Ekholm and DeHerney, because they had Nurse and Cece together on the PK to start, if, if Nurse and Cece are your second PK pairing behind Ekholm and DeHarnay on defense, and you got Bukestad, who went 10-0 in the faceoff circle mark last game, if he's yeah. in your first uh, forward grouping, 
you got real size and range. And that's how you kill penalties today, Mark. It's not about diving on the grenade and having forwards blocking shots and front and pucks. You still got to do that a bit, but you got to angle and push and pursue and weaken yeah. the, you know, the shooting angles for the opposition players. And the more size you have, instead of having Yamamoto and Derek Ryan combining at, you know, five foot ten and five foot eight, now you got a six foot six forward with a six foot six and six foot four defenseman. It's a very different look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, their whole team is is bigger, and and with Evander Kane coming back in, way more courageous, right? Uh, Matthias Ekholm talked about that today. He said, you know, uh, Kane told me, he says, look at our defense. Everybody's 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". We're way bigger. You've got guys like Nuger fighting, <laughs> you know. you got Kane back in. you got Dearney's tough. you got Ekholm's hard to play against. you got a guy like Nurse has always been here. Uh, listen, there. Kane said people used to look at us like a soft team. I don't think we're that team anymore. And, you know, you and I love that brand of hockey, Bob. I know I'm here to tell you. That, that old line where they say, well, our power play is part of our toughness, you know, that that goes only so far. Our, the first tape I, place I ever heard that line, Bob, was in uh, Vancouver. And in 2011, when the playoffs, the Stanley Cup final came and they stopped calling penalties, Boston pushed them right out of that series. Their power play wasn't real tough anymore. So I get it how the power play is a form of toughness. I'm not disputing it. I like real toughness that's actual toughness. And the orders have a bunch of that now too. It's going to help them. Yeah, well, Kane's—they're a different team with Evander Kane in the lineup. Uh, yep. There's no question about it. Spec. Uh, one thing to remember: David Pasternak took a slosh from Vincent Deharnay at the end of that game when the Oilers almost scored on that three-on-five twice. Chris Kelly said to me after the game, he goes, "Geez, another 30 seconds of three-on-five—you might have got us." Uh, but <laughs> five forwards <laughs> sure. on the ice. Sure. I, I think we're going to have a lot of. Fun. I think it's going to be a good game tomorrow night, Mark. Uh, listen, I think Edmonton's a good enough team now. I mean, we were around this team, Bob, when you come into these buildings and go, oh, my God, I just hope we get out the other end. And, you know, the Oilers, no one would say it, but everyone was thinking it. Let's just try not to get embarrassed here. That Those days are long gone. Eminem could come in here and win tomorrow. Like, the Bruins have won have lost two regulation games at home. So anyone who thinks, you know, clearly you know what the betting odds are going to be. The Bruins are heavily favored no matter who they play. But this is a good Oilers team, and they could win tomorrow night. They don't play Boston right to the end. If they want to, if it, if it's toughness that decides it, the Oilers have, you know, they got enough toughness to play that game. And if it's goal scoring that decides it, they got more goal scoring than anybody else. And if it's strong defensive play and goal training, well, if Skinner gives them the kind of game that he can give them, and the defense stands up, you know what? They can play that game. They can play three-two hockey when they have to. So. I like a team that can win a lot of different ways because you know this, Bob. You show up at the rink and you don't always know how the game's going to get played. So I think we got an Oilers team here that can generally check off the boxes. They can they can win games played in a very a variety of ways, and, and that's what a good hockey team does. Well, and here's where we mentioned Boston did outshoot Edmonton 28-24 the last time the two teams played, but. Boston got all her shots in the third period in the final four minutes when they had a five-on-four and then five-on-three after the cost and double minor and the Deharnay slash. And I just wonder whether or not Deharnay uh, may be getting a conversation with Trent Frederick early in the game. Time will tell in that regard. Great stuff, Spec. Thanks for your time. All right, Bobby, I'll see you around tonight maybe. Who knows? Uh, all right, you can buy the 7-Up if it's spiked. There you go, partner. I'm in. 
All right, that's Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations and Experience Worth Sharing. Get started at AquarianRenovations.com. Uh, we will tell you that guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Tepanayaki Steak Restaurant. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. Back in uh, 90 seconds time with a quick text on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 128 in Edmonton, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, and that slogan has attracted people to our friends at Brent Ridge Ford for years. We often talk about Brent Ridge Ford treating people fairly and looking after their customers after the purchase of a vehicle. That level of service has earned Brent Ridge their 12th Diamond Club President's Award for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with full transparency, call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. 780-352-6048, Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Haji says, Bob, every fan understands the concept of needing to give to get it is not that which concerns most fans. Spectre taking, uh, talking down to us and oversimplifying is not a true representation of at least my fans' concern. The fact that the owners are void of a style of a player like Reed Schaefer uh, could become in the system. There is still an abundance of similar D-man, an abundance of off offensive style forwards in the order system. I would have preferred to include a player of Xavier Borgozil instead of Schaefer's from Haji. And Haji, here's what I'd say to you. Uh, Xavier Burgo, by the way, 29 points, 54 games, plus six in the minors this year. It's also about what Nashville wants. They just traded Tanner Jeannot. I'm going to tell you right now, all day, they wanted Reed Schaefer over Xavier Borgo. All day, they wanted Reed Schaefer over Xavier Borgo. You have to give to get. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, it should be an interesting conversation. He's a hockey lifer. He's been an NHL head coach. He's uh, the general manager, head coach of the Regina Pats. And he's coaching a generational star in the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. We will hear from John Paddock when we return on orders now.